on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. The Elon-gated purchase of Twitter must go on. Read it and reap the conversions. LinkedIn ads launches document ads and other exciting new features. And Twitter goes full vertical while someone else goes beyond horizontal. All on today's show. Welcome, you are listening to Marketing O'Clock. Just stay tuned. Digital marketing news, but let's get specific. Digital ads, SEO, and analytics, social media, and more. Pretty much everything that'll make your website perform. New shows every Friday. We give you the news with sass and puns and definitely high takes. Thank you for tuning in. You know what time it is. It's officially marketing o'clock. Settle in, sit back, keep it locked. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhel. AKA Shop. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on October 7th, 2022. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another wonderful episode here in the month of October. Greg Finn, what is new with you? Well, this is sort of a shot at everybody listening in a way, but it's more tales from children's sports because that's what I've got going on in my life at the moment. I was out helping baseball. Our coaches were sick, needed somebody around the machine and and help out. There's a child, not saying what team, playing in the dirt again, digging holes in the base path and said, hey, you can't do this. Child looked at me and said, why is your voice like that? And I said, <gasps> what do you mean? Like, my, why is my voice like what? I thought maybe like I squeak or like something. He goes, just like that. I said, what do you mean like that? He goes, why is your voice like that? And I said, I don't know, buddy. It just is. So y'all out there, unfortunately, have to listen every week to a voice like this. Maybe the Did listeners you, what, can give us some insight into yeah, what I respond? that means. I know I have a bad voice. You don't even, though. I feel like you have a normal voice. Like I, I know you don't voice. like your voice, but it's a voice. It's not like doing weird things. Uh, Maybe he just to... hasn't heard your album. Thank you for tuning in. How do you describe that? Like, he uh, sure showed you. He'll be selling those dirt drawings for millions one day. Dirt holes. Dirt holes. <laughs> that seems really unsafe, by the way. Like right That's where people run. Don't, don't tell him. You'll get a critique. <laughs> It's a really harsh one, too. Speaking of sports, I've already told Jess the story, but she can pretend to laugh again. (laughs) This weekend, I made a big mistake. It was Sunday morning, and my husband was like looking at his phone, and I was like, hey, I know you're busy coaching your pretend football team today, but can you please pay attention to me? And he like snapped back, whatever. (laughs) He was like kind of grumpy all day. And to be honest, I kind of forgot about it. Like it was just like a little slip, like pretend fantasy. What's the difference? Right? I didn't realize it was going to hit a nerve. And so later in the day, hours later, he's like, you know what, Christine? We've got money in these leagues. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, okay, like, thanks for asking me before you join them then. Before you contributed our money. I would would die laughing if somebody said that to me. Which part? The pretend the football. Pretend. I really yeah. meant Coaching to say fantasy. <laughs> well, also, I feel like fantasy, like fantasy is like some grand thing that'll never happen. Pretend is just like kind of realistic, but maybe not legit. I feel like pretend is a lesser version and you should be not offended. That's actually what it is. I was just being honest. Yeah. What's new with you, Jess? Absolutely nothing, but I'm going to another concert tonight. So <laughs> I will maybe break out the binoculars. I was looking at the name of the band in your calendar and it <laughs> seemed like really, what is it called? Me First in the Gimme Gimmies? Like what? <laughs> pop punk yeah they like they cover non-pop punk songs and it's all these superstars from pop punk groups who apparently none of them are coming so it's like all of the backups to the show that i'm going to so, so like it's you, fat you mike and the takey takeys yeah exactly like fat mike from no effects he's not gonna be there right so i'm not <laughs> he's sure in the band. he's in the band but i'm just gonna sing my heart out to cover songs and bring your binoculars bring my and let binoculars. us know how it goes yeah i'm sure i won't need them to see the stage there's gonna be like four people there <laughs> Another quick update from us. I'm not sure if we could like zoom in on my computer, but we have our fabulous new stickers inspired by, who said it in the first place? Just Bud? I think it was me. Inspired by everyone's least favorite Google Ads campaign type. <laughs> These are not PMAX stickers. They are PMIN stickers. 
And we have a nice arrow trending down. Google colors. They're really something well, uh, to behold. Those are? I thought those were just random. I know we did primary colors, and then we just mixed the last two. I didn't even think about that. Right. I, I just thought it was just random color. I the primary. Mm-hmm. So we have some of these to give away for anyone who wants them. We don't have a full plan yet, but you have to subscribe to us on YouTube for sure. And we'll have full details in the description of this episode about how you can get your stickers. So stay tuned, everybody. Big news from LinkedIn ads. A few different things going on here. So first off, our document ads. I think we announced that these were coming, but now they have launched. And these allow you to collect leads by gaining your content with LinkedIn lead gen forms. But the document is directly in the LinkedIn newsfeed so people can read and download documents without leaving the platform. So I could write a whole article on this about how donuts should not be a breakfast food. And that's just like too much sugar for that early in the morning. And it's going to give you a headache. Um, and then people could read it right on LinkedIn. Is I it? don't think anybody would read that, though, to be to be fair. Yeah. And that's also not a correct opinion. And when are you going <laughs> to eat them then? They're in any time. Literally, they're so good at the end of that Saturday, like as a dessert microwaved with a scoop of ice cream on top. What? I no, you really need it for energy for the day. Yeah, I'm so tired of pretending that I'm ready to eat a donut at 10 a.m. I'm sick 10 of it. Okay, I'm living my truth. If you're not ready to eat a donut at 10 a.m., when are you ready to eat a donut? After my dinner with no a scoop of ice cream on top. No, no, no. Request. No, no. You actually write this document. <laughs> yeah, well, I would read it. It's too much. Talks. Like it ruins my day. Like I feel so sick when I eat a donut on an empty stomach. I don't know how people do it. What donuts do you And I know that's not cool. Paula's Donuts, it's a local establishment. Well, that's we serve like, them at my wedding for dessert. Yeah, I thought that was just nice. Those donuts are probably, to be fair, double the caloric intake of a normal donut. Yes. But they're I've also tried other donuts. Double delish. I can't believe you wouldn't eat a donut. Would you eat a pancake in the morning? Yes, that's different. It's not as bad. Smothered in syrup? It's not as bad. I don't feel sick after. Listen, I'm Happy living my you. truth, okay? I'm sorry. So these sound like a great idea. I know a lot of people are really excited about them for lead gen. I'm always a fan of people getting to my website with my ads when I can, but I think this is worth a test to see if it like lowers barriers to entry and more people engage with your content. Great. I want to give it a test. Two, LinkedIn is also adding the capacity to include offline conversion data. This actually sounds really huge to me. I can't believe people aren't talking about this more, but it says... Um, offline conversions enables you to connect the offline conversions you track via other tools directly to LinkedIn. You can manually upload CSV files directly to campaign manager or leverage a LinkedIn marketing partner. Supportive partners include AdVerity, HubSpot, LeadBridge, LiveRamp, and Make. I am so excited if this means I can import like MQLs, SQLs, customers from HubSpot and see in the platform who's like converting down the funnel on my ads. That would be such a game changer at LinkedIn. So I hope it is what I think it is. Um, then they're also adding a media library where you'll be able to save all the media elements that you use in your LinkedIn campaign. So easier creative building, I guess. But lots of big things happening with LinkedIn. What else is happening, Just Bud? Big things happening with Twitter too, even Twitter is becoming TikTok. And that is literally the title of this article from The Verge, though I beg to differ, and we will get to that. Um, I'm going to quote it again because I do appreciate the SaaS level with the way that this article starts. It says, the company's adding a scrolling feed of videos and a video section to the Explore tab. I mean, people loved it when Instagram did it, right? Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> uh, attitude aside, more details. It's being framed as an immersive video player, so it opens up to a full screen when you tap on the video. I really don't hate that. They're not making me rotate my screen. Y'all know I hate that, so that's fine. Um, it does get a little more TikTok-y if you scroll up, which I think a lot of people will just instinctively do because they're used to that experience. Once you have the full screen video open, you can scroll up and browse more video content. I don't know how it's being curated. There's not a lot of details around that yet, so something algorithmic, but we don't really know. In addition to this more immersive media viewer, which, by the way, is rolling out to the app on iOS for English users in the, quote, coming days. And this announcement is almost a week old, came out just after we recorded last week, so you may already be seeing it. Um, in addition to that, Twitter is also adding a video carousel to the Explore tab. It'll feature, quote, some of the most popular videos being shared on Twitter. 
that's currently already available to people in select countries on iOS and Android, again, just in the English version first. I'm not offended by any of this. I think the video carousel in Explorer kind of makes a little bit more sense, maybe, but it doesn't seem like they're trying to be TikTok. They're just following a trend of full screen or at least vertical video and just making it better on the platform. They don't seem to try and be forcing it over something else yet. I guess maybe that's the caveat, but it could just be that I'm not a hardcore Twitter user, so it seems fine to me. Yeah. I don't know how y'all feel about it. Can I be honest? What? I was thinking today that I missed fleets. We had really? This, yeah, like we actually? had this new sticker, and I wanted to take a picture of it, but I didn't want to like put it out. I wanted to just kind of be like you exclusive. Don't want, you want like, to like keep going. your your rep as pro Google, right? But it's it's big, yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's big, bold, and, and I thought it'd be kind of cool. I'm like, oh, we don't have fleets anymore. Like I actually used fleets. I didn't, but I probably would have if I was a Twitter user. But I, I don't, I don't need this. No, I, maybe just you don't let need it. Twitter but... be Twitter. I know, but it could. I I see it as an elevated. If you're already watching a video on Twitter, it, I don't know. Do you I think say Elon listens to the show? No. Okay. Sometimes you, I wonder. If anybody knows him, <laughs> let them know that they shouldn't do what Reels does. They should put a fast forward in there. That's yeah. all I want. It you does call look it like there is. It looks like there's a scroll bar. Just put a scroll bar in, yeah. please. It does look like there's that. And if people are already making video in this format, it'll show up nicely. Like it, there's I don't hate it. There's nothing more angering than trying to watch a video and then you lose it and you have to watch the entire thing again on Instagram because there's no fast forward. I have something more infuriating. Facebook is doing this thing now where they show like a one second loop of the reel to try to get you to click on it and it's so annoying. Retweet. You haven't seen that? No, but I bet my grandma has. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, what else is happening? Oh boy. Elon Musk and Twitter are back at it again. Is he buying? Is he not? He is. He's not. <laughs> Are you plucking a flower? Wait, he is. We haven't seen this much hullabaloo about a famous Tesla engineer in alternating current news since Nikola discovered it back in 1887. Wait, can I give a little bit you. of background and say that Greg Bless has you. told us... Greg has told us that he wrote the best joke of his life, and I'm just waiting for it. So was Wait, that it? was that it? That was it. <laughs> I mean, that was good. I've laughed harder at you before. <laughs> <laughs> best joke of your life? No, for the show. Like Nicola. A- Nicola. You know Nikola Tesla? Yeah, he's in one of the... Uh, he's, in- he's in Harry Potter? Is he's that what in- you were going to say? He's in one of the movies you wouldn't think he was in. There's a statue. He's not in Harry Potter. No, there's he's a in, statue. Like, Elon Musk told Twitter on Monday night that he actually wanted to do the deal on exactly the original terms. His big ask, though, was that they'd put the litigation on hold. The two sides are now hashing out the next steps, and it might be one of the biggest confrontations um, ever, to be be honest. Um, There's really sort of like two scenarios that will happen here. and I guess the one thing is like he actually changed his mind and he wants to buy it at the original price. I don't think that this is the case, but there's also these rumors and Elon tweeted about it saying that the Twitter purchase will accelerate the creation of X, his long discussed everything app. And you can see that at X.com. You will just, X.com? Yes, it's just an X. If How you much there. do you think he paid for that? I think he had it first and turned it into PayPal, if I recall, and then... Or he had it first before PayPal or something like that. But anyway, it's X. And everything's an X with this guy. SpaceX, the everything app X, baby XAEA-12. True. Grimes. Did you write that? Nothing but X. Oh, funniest joke of your life. Wow, you're on a roll. (laughs) Not really this down. By the way, I found the movie. It's The Prestige. Oh. It's such a good movie. That is a great movie. Oh, I did see that. Edward Norton? He's not in it. He's a character. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Anyway, he's uh, he tweeted that Twitter pro- or so says that Twitter probably accelerates X by three to five years, but I could be wrong. So maybe this exponents his next project X. And I honestly don't think he actually wants to buy it. I think it's really scenario B that he realized his legal position is quite poor. 
right? And so I think he's probably hoping for an out still, I would imagine, where um, it seems like he could still probably get an out due to bank financing because that was somewhat in the stipulation. So if there's a way to back out of the deal by saying that he can't get the funding, that's the case. And then Twitter could come in and say that they want to get commitment in writing from the banks because they're still obligated to it. So it could be really, really messy. But I just think that I don't. I still don't think he wants this thing. I think he now just realizes his position is pretty bad, and is doing whatever he can to make it seem like he's proceeding, and then find a way to back out. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. I don't see him buying it. Still, you're not buying it. Not buying it. What you got, Shep? Okay, everybody buckle in. It's a new month. We've got some Microsoft updates. First, we have talked about this before. You can import your PMAX campaigns from Google Ads into Microsoft. They're going to be in Microsoft as smart shopping or local inventory ads once you import them. Do with that what you will. I would be careful. Don't with that. Uh, Okay, number two, shopping campaigns can run on the Microsoft Audience Network across MSN, Outlook, Edge, and Publish Partners. This is also, this whole article was really hard to tell, like, what was an announcement and what wasn't, so just bear with me. Um, When you're setting up your campaign, they say it is quick, easy, and takes around 45 seconds. (laughs) Sounds scary to me. You can't do anything in 45 seconds. Yeah. Along with this, they also announced improvements to how you filter your feed for specific products, including the ability to exclude items from your catalog. Um, It sounds like it was like really unusable before, and now you can have more filters. They also have video ads on the Microsoft Audience Network. Um, Bidding options for this include CPM, CPC, or CPV, so that might be worth a test for you. Um, The Microsoft Audience Network is expanding to 66 new markets. Smart campaigns are now available in six new markets. Automated bidding and DSAs are now available in Japan. That's awesome. Um, Data exclusions for automated bidding are now in an open beta. This is really cool. So if you have like an outage on your website or something and you're using smart bidding, you can log that in Microsoft and they'll know that that was an anomaly and not to use that data when teaching your smart bidding campaigns. I thought that was a really cool one. That is cool. Um, Automated extensions. Don't you mean assets? (laughs) They haven't changed it yet, Greg. This is still Microsoft. Best joke of your life right there. Um, Automated extensions update. URL tracking is now enabled. Me inserting a question mark. Basically, clicks on automated extensions can now be tracked, and I guess they weren't being tracked before, so that's not good. (laughs) What the heck? This is buried at the bottom. It's a feature, not a bug. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Delayed reaction. That's insane. The asset library is now available globally. That's like that LinkedIn thing I talked about earlier. I think you mean extension library. It's... Oh, No, this is the asset library. Wow, that's going to be confusing when they change the name in a month. I told them that on a call. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned for November. Well, I told Google that. Um, And finally, doctors and clinic ads are now available in a closed beta. So fun for everyone. Getting SEO information is easy, but getting good SEO information can be a little bit trickier. And that's why we're excited to tell you about our new favorite podcast, the Serps Up podcast from our friends at Wix. Join hosts Crystal Carter and Morty Overstein each week as they offer a fresh, fun, and honest take on SEO with a little help from their friends. We are loving Serps Up here. It's an awesome show. I think if you're like our show, you're really going to enjoy this. Crystal and Morty have a great rapport. They're really fun. They're cracking jokes, but it also has a lot of great, helpful SEO info from the experts. So, and Crystal's on the JLo like you and me. She was giving like SEO examples about how JLo and Jennifer Lopez mean the same thing to Google. Or if you do two N's versus one in Jennifer, how dare you? Real world (laughs) examples. I love it. I know. So it's really (laughs) fun and relatable. Um, They have awesome segments. Um, Every week they have a focus topic. So I listened to a great episode about homepage SEO or there was one about what makes good content. They're being joined by really fun people from the community like Cindy Crum and friend of the show Barry Schwartz. Actually, they've both been on our show. 
Um, so great guests. They talk about SEO news every week. They have a follow of the week where they highlight someone from the community that you should be following. So it's an awesome show. and We definitely recommend that you check it out. Absolutely. Tune into the show on the Wix SEO Learning Hub at wix.com slash SEO slash learn slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out the rest of what the Wix SEO Learning Hub has to offer too at wix.com slash SEO slash learn. Yeah, the hub is awesome. There's so many great resources there. So check it out and tell a marketing o'clock sent you. Now it's time for this week's take of the week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week's take of the week is kind of a tale from Reddit, but by way of Dwayne Brown, at Dwayne Brown on Twitter, a must follow if you're in PPC. He writes a classic PPC story of Reddit Fridays. Client has a small budget and will increase it if things work. You can spend too little or too much on PPC, a good product and site matter. Still need an expert or at least someone who knows what they're doing. The post from Temperature OK 524523 was taken says, every single, single ads hire fails us. What's next? And they go on to say, we're simply getting nowhere with Google ads. New e-commerce flooring store has been up for about 16 months. Daily visits are low. They've hired agencies. They make big promises but do not deliver. The daily budget is in Pmax at $70 a day. Yes, the budget is small. Yes, I'm willing to increase. No, I don't want to keep bleeding out ad dollars. The ROAS is negative. Just go on to say a bunch more, and there's a name there, Brick City Tile. Maybe I'll reach out to him and see if we can just give him some, some feedback there. But Dwayne, there's all kinds of great information just about the problem that they're facing. And Dwayne goes in to say about it as well and talks about the fact that hiring for what we do is a skill and something that most brands and founders don't do a great job at. He says he saw a D2C founder that said they hired and fired 50 agencies. I saw that too. Um, and she seemed proud of it too, this person. Uh, Dwayne goes on to say that brand is five years old. Maybe the issue is that they don't know how to hire for marketing. Marketing is a skill. Don't get me started on D2C brands who hire big brand name agencies or who think they can just test the waters for one month with an agency. How would you like this, someone to test your skills for one month? That is not how you build a relationship or find a partner. And snaps for Dwayne there. And you can go read that out in the Reddit thread. It'll be over on community.marketingclock.com, our free Discord server. Thank you, Dwayne. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. ICYMI, people. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why am I people we have an article from one of our favorites AJ Wilcox former guest on the show from B2 linked um, so he has an article about LinkedIn audience expansion and why we often discourage advertisers for using it and he actually starts with a haiku it says <laughs> shows my ads to those outside define targeting that's dumb really dumb snaps for AJ um, so then he gets into the nitty gritty about why he thinks it's a bad idea, what audience expansion is and isn't. Um, and then in the end, he says, if you know who would make a great customer for you and have a clearly defined persona, uncheck audience expansion. You can focus your ad dollars on those who would actually benefit from seeing your ads. If you want to expand your reach outside of those, your ICP, just do it manually so you can be strategic about it and maintain control over who you're who you advertise to. So this is a great little post. You should check out the whole thing and we will have it in our show notes and over on Discord. Now it's time for this week's Pew Pew Lightning Round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts, paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe this week, we have a little meta advantage plus corner. A lot of people are talking about it for better or for worse. So first from Dario Zanoni at Dario Zanoni on Twitter, he says, I don't know who needs to see this, but meta ads advantage plus creative optimizations for single images now include a 3D animation feature for IG placements only. I couldn't get a preview, but I'm looking forward to see real applications in the wild. So that sounds like a fun thing to play around with. Then from David Herman at Herman Digital on Twitter, he says, all right, I'm officially willing to admit it. 
Facebook's Advantage Plus is our best performing campaign right now in accounts spending under $5,000 a day. My setup for success, one creative testing campaign, one Advantage Plus campaign, rotate creative winners into Advantage Plus when ads fatigue. So A plus is the new P P max, I guess they're calling it A plus now. You know what? Sounds like these campaigns deserve an A plus. That's what I meant. (laughs) Was that the best joke of your life? I guess they're working. Okay, via Matt Southern for Search Engine Journal, Instagram is going to start showing ads in public profiles and the explore tab. When we say public profiles, we do not mean the grid, but if you're scrolling full screen, like really stalking someone from high school, you could see an ad. Oh, I wish you could get placements for that. Like get paid for it. Watch Dahmer on Netflix, you know? On someone you don't like, Steve? Well, no, if somebody's like consuming somebody's entire feed, they're probably, you know. Oh, so you're not targeting the individual. that's what you think? Only murderers scroll back? Yeah. Maybe I'm just bored, Greg. Oh. Maybe she's a killer. (laughs) She would like the show. Let's be honest. True crime over here. Also announced are augmented reality ads. Sounds so fun. And multi-advertiser ads. And lastly, Instagram is giving advertisers a selection of free music to utilize within Reels. I feel like we might have already known that, but it's fun. Thanks, Matt Southern. Okay, this is an article from The Current that is talking about how Spotify is, quote, revolutionizing podcast ads. That'd be a, a good newsletter for uh, Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because he's revolutionizing. Because he was in that oh, movie. Oh, Current. Current. Okay, yes. yeah. sorry. Sorry, I missed the super nerdy part of the joke. (laughs) They have this image in here. And you know what it made me realize has been revolutionized? Headphones. I miss these Apple headphones. Now we got those new ones that are just a place for your earwax to build up. They're disgusting. Bring back these headphones. So this says podcast ads used to be all baked in, but now there are more tech-driven ad innovations with Spotify's dynamic insertion ads, streaming insertion ads, and call-to-action cards. What is so funny? (laughs) (laughs) Your notes. It doesn't say any of that. It says podcast ads used to be Apple packed in. (laughs) Yes, it does. Yes, it does. You have to be able to translate your own writing. So many Ps. Something that I can do You applied Pmax to the sentence. Okay, listen, now we're moving on. Article from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra. Meta ads features call ads on Messenger. So this is a new option that lets customers request a call back if their call is not answered um, when they're messaging people. But more interesting here, it's so small now, I'm not going to be able to see it. Mm. They talk about Jasper's Market, and they this is the first time I've seen this acknowledged. They're like, Jasper's Market can scale as needed. It can be a local mom and pop shop or like a multinational retail store. It literally says something very similar to that if you just zoom in. What about the logo refresh? Can we talk about that? No, we're long. We're long. We have so much news today. <clears throat> anyway, just thought you'd want to know about that update from Jasper's. From Christina from Discord, she says, this might not be new, but the first time I saw it and had to roll my eyes, Google putting recommendations at the bottom of help articles when you're logged in. Oh, this is so stupid. Ew! (laughs) So she's like reading the help article and then at the bottom as if it's like Google Ads help canon. It says show your ads more often to people searching for what your business offers. What does that even mean? Include search partners? I don't know. I think it's adding keywords. Oh. It does not say apply though. Thank goodness. It does say view. recommendation. Don't give them that idea, Jess. They're not listening. A report shows that Snapchat users are more mentally engaged with Snap ads. That should read a report from Snapchat shows that Snapchat (laughs) users are more mentally engaged with Snap ads. Um, Also from Christina, she says, quick warning from Amazon ads. I've been seeing ads flagged incorrectly for violating policy. And according to my rep, I'm not the only one. So I'm glad it's not just Google people that are experiencing that. Okay, Eric Farmer has... I like a wished pain on Christina. You just wished pain on her. I didn't wish it on her. I'm glad it's not just Google people. I take it back, Christina. I hope that things get better for you. I just also hope they get better for me. Is that too much to ask? No, that's perfect. Okay, Eric Farmer has some charts that warm my heart. 
Cease <laughs> and desist. Cease and desist. Double. Two acts. Yeah. The first one shows the daily search volume for gifts year over year, and you can see that it's getting earlier year over year. Not surprising. Is that other one GIFs? <laughs> then under that he says, and not that I'm a huge advocate of discounts. What's wrong with you, Eric? You don't love a good discount? He says, we're approaching a small magical window of time where searches for discounts is on the rise, but CPCs for the keyword remain relatively the same until Black Friday. Plan accordingly. Nice little tip with accompanying chart. From Glenn Gabe, there is a new report from Magna that says the U.S. ad spend is going to top $300 billion for the first time by years and up 9.8% from 2021. Um, and then, of course, he just had to make it all about us because he's the best. And he said it's why marketing a clock always has a lot to cover. So little uh, colon and uh, parentheses facing this way to you, Glenn Cabe. Thank you. Closing parentheses. Yeah. It's a happy face, y'all. And from Sophie Logan, she says, I'm starting to see some changes in my assets, formerly extensions tabs for some of my clients. I saw this too. So it basically says assets everywhere now. And at the top, there's like little filters that you can click on to quickly see all of your call out or structured snippet or whatever assets really quickly. So I like that change. Um, I forgot to say your handle, Sophie. It's at Marketing Soph. Thank you for this contribution. Foxwell Digital has another fantastic blog post about Advantage Plus. Oh, I should have included this into my Advantage Plus corner. What was I doing? F minus. <laughs> <laughs> um, TLDR, it says it's worth testing once it is released into your account as a complement to your other campaigns and may improve the future, improve in the future as it progresses in development, but is not the answer to your e-commerce and ROAS prayers. How to optimize ASC plus? What's that one? <sighs> Sorry. Is it a football league? Advantage Shopping Campaigns Plus. Oh, Advantage Plus. Shopping mm. Campaigns Plus. I don't know these acronyms yet. Okay. How to utilize and strategize in your ad account and how to implement this in Q4. That's all listed in the article if you want to read it on the Foxwell Digital blog. We will have it in Discord, community.marketingoclock.com. JFGI next time. <laughs> okay. Why would I when you can do it for me? From Boris Barrick at Boris Barrick on Twitter, he says, switch off brand campaign for this client on Saturday. So far, no measurable loss of conversions inside Google ads, but a three-day lag could impact that. So stay tuned. Um, but basically, he has another chart where it's looking at um, click-through rate and conversions, and there's a drop in click-through rate, but not in conversions when he turned off the branded campaign. Very interesting. That is all that's happening in paid. Greg, what's happening in organic? Well, we're going to start here in the legal corner, and we're going to talk about Advantage Plus. Um, not really. There's actually two major cases that will maybe have a major impact on internet speech in general. And the first case is Gonzalez versus Google, and it's set to consider whether tech platforms' recommendation algorithms are protected from lawsuits under a commonly invoked legal shield that companies use to nip this content moderation in the bud. I believe it's called Section 230. You can say it's proprietary 230, and then you can't see it. So uh, it's similar. It's like around ISIS. Julie Bacini sent this to me, Salt J. It's like, this is big, and it is. And the second case is Twitter versus Temina, and it will decide whether social media companies can be sued for allegedly aiding and abetting an act of terrorism when the platforms have hosted unrelated user content that generally expresses support for the group behind the violence. And in that case, the, well, the first case, the court has decided to expect whether Google can use Section 230 to avoid liability over its YouTube algorithms, having the videos recommended um, that were created by ISIS supporters. It's all just a mess here, um, but it's something to keep an eye on. And then the Twitter one is alleging violations of the U.S. Anti-Terrorism Act. And they're trying to get around the liability shield. I don't know. It's all really heavy, but just so you know, there's a lot going on there and who's going to be liable for some of this recommendation and content um, content recommendation and engines and algorithms. <clears throat> okay. So next up, YouTube has a new option to help enhance your shorts. The creators will now be able to add a voiceover for their short form clips in the app. I dig this. It's like something new. Nobody else has, right? 
No. Wrong. Oh, it's from TikTok that <laughs> Reels also stole. And YouTube says, add another layer of creative expression to your shorts by narrating what happens in your content. Think instructions, explanations, funny reactions, comments, blah, 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 whatever. So they have like no editing tools for real videos really, right? But then they do for shorts. Like you can't editing. do that in a real video? I don't think it's eligible hmm. for in tables. You might know more than me. I don't know if you can have auto narration on real YouTube videos. No, I don't think so. I don't so. think so. Stupid. You should have that ability. It'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially with a voice like yours, Greg. Why do you talk like that? <laughs> All right. And in the algorithms corner here, I'm just stealing everything I'm from sorry, you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Um, <laughs> Lily Ray has a post over on AMSIV Digital Winners and Losers of the September 2022 Core Update in Peru. She's got a full article there. If you want more on that, you can check it out. Um, and then Glenn Gabe has retweeted something from Barry Schwartz. Barry is seeing wild Google ranking swings with the search algorithm updates. Um, he's got one that's just wild, and Glenn says, this is a crazy one, but others have seen similar things, especially sites that focus on product reviews or sites that Google, quote, believes, quote, focuses on product reviews. So maybe there's a little uh, mislabeling there. All right, Glenn Gabe uh, Morales has a new column where he goes into the Google multi-search, exploring how searching outside the box is being tracked in Google Search Console and Google Analytics. Uh, Glenn over on G Squared Interactive talks about how tracking multi-search is complex, the fact that you can't really see it in Search Console, how you can see it in log files, and uh, even like mocks up what it could look in, look like in Search Console. So big ups to you, Glenn, on that. Glenn and Morales. Into the Google multi-search. I got it. Just wanted you to know I did because I usually don't. I see you. All right. And from my man, Neil Mohan, there's a new and refreshed dashboard for YouTube creators in mobile studio. Check out below on the right. Exclamation. <laughs> I love the way Neil. I love everything about Neil. And then I even love the way he ends this tweet. He says, better interactivity and at-a-glance overview help you more easily understand your channel, video, and audience activity. Dot, dot, dot. No follow-up tweet. Just the dot, dot, dot. Neil, never change. Knows absolutely nothing about anything. <laughs> you made me feel really bad for Neil. Don't feel bad for him. I know. Okay, Google via YouTube TV will now give users the chance to take a new subscription plan for an add-on channel that doesn't require you to sign up for the $65 YouTube TV base plan. There's 20 channels that you can purchase on YouTube TV and whatever. I don't know why they've never called it Google Cable or Google TV. It will always elude me. I don't understand YouTube music, but I'm fine with it as long as they just don't mess with the quality of YouTube. Just please don't ever mess with that. Next up, YouTube tests requiring premium subscription for 4K videos. For a small number of people, Google is currently testing a change to YouTube premium that would make 4K videos unavailable to free customers. YouTube has supported 4K videos since 2010, years before the resolution format became commonplace. That's why you shouldn't feel bad for Neil. He greenlighted that. I know he's making bad choices. But, he just <laughs> but what? He just call him out for everything. He <laughs> should be fired. I know. I know you're right. They I are doing have... everything they can to ruin YouTube. Imagine making people pay for 4K. That is really stupid. That is stupid's my word of the day. Okay, and I saw this uncovered by Peter Yang on Twitter, and I thought this was quite timely. Now, it's talking about basically why Google launches many products and then abandons them. And he says, hint, it has to do with chasing promotions. And he says, to understand that you have to understand how Google works. The career progression and promotion at Google is based on the move the needle, aka the launches. You launch a service or a major overhaul and you put it in your promo package. No one ever hacking gets promoted for maintaining or fixing something broken. It's all about launching and then putting the launch in your promo package. 
When something like Stadia or any other service launches, you'll always see an immediate slowdown in development and features. It's because all experienced and ambitious engineers leave the project very shortly after launch because there is a no promo food to get any more. So they leave for a new project team where they can get more credits towards promos. The people that remain are those that cannot easily transfer teams, i.e. inexperienced or sometimes just poor engineers. You see it all the time with Google products, rapid development activity to the launch, and then everything grinds to a halt. And then blood in the streets. Somebody commented on this. This was a while back as well and said, I'm a Googler, hence the Roy account. I can easily tell you why this hack keeps happening. Google featureless zero penalties for hacking hack up. Zero. <laughs> Do you know what the people who wasted two years on Allo got after us can? Nothing. Some of them actually got promoted. Google greatly encourages launches, releasing something publicly. And keep in mind, no penalties if the hack is half-baked, not working, or only works on Chrome. And it's all about promotion. So that's why. Just launch something. Hey, 4K is for premium people. Good. Whatever. I said it initially, Google stinks with products outside of Gmail. I think, honestly, like to this point, Stadia has been Google's most popular product that they actually made from scratch. They bought YouTube. They purchased Nest. I mean, at least they got Stadia. Next up, Google is shutting down Stadia. Oh Google my God. Google is shutting down hey. Stadia in January and refunding all Stadia purchases, hardware, software, and downloadable content. Members of the Stadia team will be carrying this work forward in other departments at Google. Why? <laughs> Promotion. <I don't> know. <laughs> all right. From Blake Demon at Blake Demon. Denman on Twitter, he says, until Google My Biz fixes their poop emoji, it's highly advisable not to edit a single thing in GBP slash GMB slash WTF. I added that. One of our clients just had their listing suspended for suspicious activity. We updated the description and added a UTM to the website link. So there's seems to be some rampant disapprovals there. Uh, welcome to what it feels like to work in Google Ads. Just don't be suspicious. Next up. suspicious about updating your information. Next up in Nope News, YouTube announced Wednesday that it will show a new section called Personal Stories in search results this week where users can enter their health-related queries. <laughs> the company said people search for videos certain health conditions on YouTube, and it will show a panel featuring videos from people who are diagnosed with those disorders. Oh, my God. It's not even from doctors? It's from people. People? Diagnosed with those disorders. How do they know that? Are they vetting this? I just read that part and I'm nope. Nope. I wonder what they'd want to do with that information. All right. Next up, by way of Glenn Gabe, a.k.a. the no fun for Jess police. He has news <laughs> from Cloudflare and he says... If you want to avoid the 32-second on average challenge and reducing it to just one second, Cloudflare is releasing Turnstyle, a privacy-preserving CAPTCHA alternative that tests the browser, not the user, through JavaScript-based challenges in beta. Who would want to save those 31 seconds when they're having the most fun of their day? In Jess Bud wants to be tested. A new listener, Jess, said that she thoroughly enjoyed the little captures where you have to choose which is a traffic light and which is a boat. It's a challenge because sometimes you're like, mm, does that count? It's like the rod instead of the light itself. Yeah. You are a masochist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't use turnstile. <laughs> All right, from Charles Farina, who will not acknowledge us, he says, welcome, changes are coming <laughs> to GA4, starting with the API and likely the user interface shortly after that. It's easy to accidentally create reports with dimensions and scopes don't belong together. This should address the most common occurrences, and you can check it out on Charles Farina. Amazon launches QVC-style live stream shopping. I've heard it a million times. All right, earmuffs, Shep. Move over, Jan Bice. Rest in peace. Amazon has the Quacker factory to? and QVC in their sights with new QVC style <laughs> <laughs> live stream shopping coming to the platform. <laughs> Amazon is looking <laughs> to ruffle those glittery feathers first in India with this service. All Amazon right. could never. Gene is about quality. Uh, is the only thing Amazon has. Amazon's got the V and the C. 
but they don't have the cue. They don't have the quality. Okay, next up from Google, you down on your CWVs? Yeah, you know me. They've got a post saying optimize long tasks. So you've been told you don't want to block the main thread. I'm literally crying here and break up long tasks. And they've got a post that will help you along the way. Um, from Barry Schwartz over on Search Engine Roundtable. They say, Google, anything that talks about link juice should be ignored, and it's just a gross term. John Mueller <laughs> said, um, go make websites with content that's useful and inspirational to real people. We'll keep with John Mueller here. Good guy, Google, like the good guy, Greg Meme. John Mueller has a tweet that says, if you're presenting at an event soon, uncertain about something Google-related and fearing something, someone from Google facepalming in the back, we won't, and especially if you're a new presenter, you're welcome to drop me a note at gutcheck.with.john at gmail.com. What a guy. Is that real? It's going real. to be a flooded inbox. He said, I'm happy to check with wording. Um, it's got to be public stuff, but that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Thank you, John. That's awesome. All right. And a recent off-platform product from Meta is getting the bullet in the newsletter service bulletin the company announced today is going under it was a product that was launched last summer last year during summertime it had malcolm gladwell on there bulletin writers were earned subscription revenue until the platform shuts down early by 2023 it was whenever he was making those Substack competitors and just like everything else they moved on to the next thing all right, Twitch revenue split subscriptions are ending. There was a 70-30 legacy premium um, rev share. It seems like that's all going down to 50-50 rev share split and also comes on the heel of them suspending unlicensed gambling streams that will be starting on October 18th. Thankfully, I am fully licensed in winning and had my first week going even with a six-pack. I'm 12-5-1 and five and one on the year, and I've got a slew of picks on rotten games this weekend. Minnesota under 44, Cleveland plus 3, Atlanta plus 9, Carolina over 39 and a half, Carolina plus six and a half, and Dallas plus 4.5. That's it in organic. What's happening in social, bud? I have no idea what you just said. I'm glad you find another place to wage your bets or whatever. So first up, Matt Navarra has a summary of something from Business Insider. He says, Snap is in a quote, code red, unquote, race to improve Snapchat. User growth attracting older users to Snapchat is now a renewed focus internally. Only 16% are over 35 years old. And if 35 plus is older, the real news here is that I am still young. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thanks. And are you on Snapchat? <laughs> no. So come at me. And next up from Kurt Wagner from Bloom for Bloomberg Business at Kirk Wagner 8. On Twitter, he says, new Meta Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg just told employees the company is implementing a hiring freeze and warned that there will likely be more restructuring and downsizing to follow. Absolutely hate to see that. But you know what I love to see? Social platforms releasing guides on how to do X with Y because we really just need these stupid, fluffy PDFs in our downloads folder. This time, it is Instagram coming in hot with a 23-pager on how brands can use Reels for promotion and community building. I'm sure there's some useful tidbits in here, but I cannot get past their watered-down version of curls that they are calling I'm a font. into it. Just be consistent. Look at the tease. Look at the tease in entertaining. Look at the teas and storytelling. Look at the O in discovery. Writing. I like it, Look at guys. the O in storytelling. This is not, look at that A in If brand. you put a curl in there, put them in all. Keeping you us on so our right. toes. No, I'm on my butt. I'd rather this. read your, your PDF about donuts. There's going to be extra P's in there, too. Lots of typos. Putting the P in PDF. Look at that A. Which Word one? Brand. I know. <laughs> Looks like a cartoon shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it, though? <laughs> you must be looking at the other A, which is completely different. Anyway, speaking of hot tips, if you are big in Facebook groups or strive to be, MetaMeta has announced the 2022 Facebook Community Summit event. It is happening October 20th. It is fully virtual, so you can get your butt there. More details are in the article, so grab the link. Are you kidding? Earmuffs shut. Move over, Gene Vice. TikTok has the Quacker Factory and QVC in their sites with the new QVC-style live stream shopping coming to the platform. According to TechCrunch, TikTok is looking to ruffle its feathers first in the U.S. with this. You guys converse behind my back? Never. This was just again. I ask where you would like. 
Ms. Jean Bice to move to. She, she died 20 move. years ago. <laughs> Has it been that long? Yes. There's... <sighs> She's looking it up. I simply cannot proceed until we have the facts. She the died in 2011, 10 years. <clears throat> okay, that is not 11 2002. Years. <laughs> That's a big difference. RIP in peace. Matt Navarra apparently has captured the first edited tweet ever. He shared it. It's from Twitter Blue. It says, hello. This is a test to make sure the edit button works. We'll let you know how it goes. And then the revised version is below. This is, hello. This is a test to make sure the edit button works so history in the making people it is a thing and i don't know who needs to hear this but Corey dobbin at Corey dobbin on twitter has a psa your meta reps in quotes are not real meta employees if you want proof read the fine print there's a third party blah, yada 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 and then he has a screenshot which this, this person's signature says that they are the meta pro team a contracted service of meta not surprised all right, masochists like myself can rejoice because TikTok will now let you watch videos at 2x playback speed. Congratulations, Greg. I hope you're excited about that. From social media today, Twitter has launched a public test of a new views count on some users' tweets, which displays the total number of times that your tweets were seen in the app. Each of your tweets was seen in the app. No. No thanks. Yeah. You, do you want to know if people are listening? It's I know like people comparing. aren't listening. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I was looking at shops and it was broken. It was all zeros. <laughs> it's probably true. So mean. <laughs> Imagine you're Neil and Greg just rips every part of your tweet apart, and then you find out how many people viewed it. Yeah. I should do that. I should retweet. Retweet that. <laughs> it's gotta be tough. Videos. One view. <laughs> In other news. Instagram is moving ahead with the development of their creator media kit. According to social media today, the latest developments include a new welcome screen and an overview of how the thing will work, which is essential because who wants a thing that we don't understand? Um, it's still an internal prototype, but basically they're saying that you can have a portfolio where you can express your individuality. That's fluffy. Show off your content. Start the conversation with brands. Things like that. It's confirmed that it's something that they're working on, but it's not really out there yet. Instagram is also toying with something that we good marketers would find useful. According to Business Insider, they quietly rolled out a test that let users add more than one link to their bios. That would actually be really nice. You know what else? Links in bio. Yeah. Links in bio. I love that. Just sounds like a concert you're going to. Preserve the nostalgia. <laughs> Links in bio, binoculars under the seat. This is from The Verge. Tumblr probably won't drop its porn ban, but might be about to loosen it. According to The Verge, community labels, which were announced yesterday, make the site's moderation tools more granular. They're basically asking people to tag posts that depict or reference three specific categories of content, drug and alcohol addiction, violence, which they specifically say is similar to what you might see in an age-restricted movie, um, and sexual themes, which include erotic writing or imagery. So adding any of them will add a mature label to a post. Completely unrelated. But according to Variety, OnlyFans is launching a $100,000 comedy competition for non-porn, for its non-porn uh, streaming service. I, comedy porn sounds fun. Yeah, I, you can't. <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm allowed fair. to. <laughs> you, like you gotta fans. let everyone enter. <laughs> right. Okay. It's only $100,000, though. I think folks could make maybe more than that. That is not fair. Being Me funny is the sexiest trait out there. Just saying. Maybe I'll enter my joke. <laughs> That's what I said that. And no, I, was I like, feel like yeah, I shouldn't have yeah, said what I, I said because you're my boss. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just move on because we're all sweating. Lastly here from Meta Meta Newsroom. Uh, they have a Twitter account at Meta Newsroom. Uh, everyone on Instagram and Facebook can now share their digital collectibles in the U.S. and on Instagram in the previously announced 100 plus countries so rejoice is probably a very strong word there but if you're into nfts this is great news for you that nft is beautiful and that brings us to our real life segment straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes it's time for working hard or hardly working where we talk about what's going on in our irl work good bad or otherwise um something that i think is hardly working is bad agencies who don't look out for their clients 
we had someone that we used to work with at their previous job and now they have a new gig and they called us pretty quickly into their new one because they're unhappy with their agency. We looked at the account. It was really a mess. But then our friend and former client told us that when she was asking very simple questions about like CPA and like goals for the account, the person at this agency was like very degrading to her and like just didn't want to help and like acting like they knew everything and she was dumb. So I just don't like that. Like just help your clients. Yeah, I took a screenshot of the old account and I entered it into the $100,000 only (laughs) fan comedy competition for non-porn streaming. (laughs) Is that bad? Hilarious though. (laughs) It was sad. It's not funny yet, but hopefully we can help her and it will be funny one day. What, What about you, Greg? All right, so something working or hardly working for me. I had to pull this information and now I just forced myself to use GA4 and I just have to build everything every time. I had to pull a top SKU list and I went in and I'm like, all right, I'm going to go into the report section. I got to build a report in GA4. Easy. Pull it. Got everything. I'm like, you know what, GA4, everybody gives us a bad name. Like, I got it. Super quick. I go to export it. Won't export. I'm like trying every different way to export this because I need the CSV. I can't just take a screenshot of this. And I'm like, Sarah, what am I doing wrong? Data by Sarah on Twitter. Sarah, our data lead here at Cypress North. And she was like, oh, I don't think you can export from the report section. You have to go to the explore section, create a different report in the explore section. And then in the explore section, you can now download a report. They're going to fix that, right? So I had to build a whole new report in the explore section, and then I could actually download it. So don't use the report section if you want to report. Use the explore section. You make a report there, and you can download it. Stupid. That stinks. Um, in other news, <laughs> tried to message a client on Teams, like Messenger, and got a notification they, that they were out of office. I think I've complained before that things like Basecamp or Slack don't have these things. You could manually set a thing in Slack. I don't know how it works in Teams, but I think that's lovely. Mm-hmm. All platforms should have some sort of way to auto-reply if you're out of office because we're all communicating in different ways and I just think that's great. So however it works, thank you, Teams. Yeah, Slack thinks it's good enough to like put an emoji next to your name with a house if you're working from home. And somebody at Slack just gets promoted for these huddles. I never want to huddle. I don't, I think I'm going to move off of Slack. And you hit the phone and then it tries to get you in huddle every time. Drives me crazy. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool was impossible to rhyme and I ran out of time. I thought that was sublime. Uh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> you got me this time. Uh, okay. It is a free SEO content audit template from Mike Ginley at Mike Ginley SEO on Twitter to help you surface poorly performing content. You just crawl your site with Screaming Frog and Google Search, use the Google Search Console API and paste the results in a template. Some quick checks will give you a starting point and from there it's time to use the computer between your ears, which I absolutely loved, but it's just a good starting point and then it makes you think, it makes you look at your content and then do the real manual work. That you said computer between your ears? No, that's in the tweet. I wouldn't give myself wow. credit. I didn't know that until I watched um, the Katherine Hepburn film Desk Set. That computer used to be like a job title. You probably knew this. Oh, you would compute. Yeah. The machines. <laughs> Sorry, keep nope, going. That's fine. I was literally done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It does seem really cool and you probably want it in your tool belt. So as always, we will have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from zenithcopy.com. And it is an article from Chima Miji. And Chima has 21 SEO content writing tools to improve your workflow. And also a great listen on the Azeem Digital Podcast. I think it was season one, if I recall. Um, And Chima has a whole slew of not just 
what the tools are, but screenshots of how to use them and videos. So it's sort of like a, a combination of cool tools that'll make you drool, but it's a lot more than that. And it's just a gigantic article. And if you're ever trying to go out there and compile something of substance, you should look at what Chima did here and just steal this format. It's phenomenal. Zenithcopy.com. Thank you, Chima. And now onto our playlist of curated songs to work to. You can head over to playlist.marketingaclock.com to listen to Marketing a Playlist. Greg, what will you be putting on the playlist this week? I heard it at the gym and it got me pumped up and I'm like, I could work to this. It's kind of popular, old one. Method Man, Red Man, Da Rock Wilder. I don't know. They were recently performing, or one of them, I don't remember which, in Jess's hometown. It wasn't like a gas station or something? It was, it was the like same day behind as Jazz a propane fest. shack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're here in Lewiston behind a propane shack. Listen, it's a classy town. Jess? So y'all know I obsess really hard. My current obsession is the movie... King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. I've mm -hmm. recommended it to everyone. No one has watched it, but I've also been <laughs> listening to the soundtrack, and I'm just going to pick a song off of it, The Darklands by Danielle Pemberton. Okay, and for me, I started um, me and our friend of the show, Jill Fetcher, started our season tickets for the theater here in Buffalo. So I'm going to have out. a lot of Broadway tunes coming up. So we wow. saw the first one. It was a hit. The Prom, as made famous by the Netflix movie. Unfortunately- As made famous by this podcast. I already added one of the songs from this movie we to know. the playlist. One of the best dropped? editions, Seven Minute Song, Tonight Belongs to You. So be sure to replay that one. But then I'm also going to add The Ladies Improving. Not um, on her picks. <laughs> what? Your picks are not improving, but you are oh. a lady. Yes. Um, there's a lot of good songs from this show, but some of them are pretty weird out of context. So I'm going to go with that one. All right. That does it for today's show. Thank goodness it is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topic, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we cover. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. Today, we are playing everyone's favorite game. Tell us more about we this don't game, know Shep. what it is. No, we Greg no has an idea. He said we did not need to prepare. But Welcome, people, to... Family Feud Halloween style. We've got two yeah. teams here today. We've got Team Shep and we've got Team Just Tables here. Okay. Okay. So I'm on my own. You're on yeah, your own. You must have a lot of confidence. You're very good. I, I want to make sure that, that you, you know more pop culture, I feel like. Okay. And there's going to be some pop culture here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Jess, I'll have you ring in for your team. Just say your name, Jess, to ring in. Okay. Shep, you ring in with Shep here. We're going to be going through costumes and trends but tables rings in with just no, they just is the is okay. the all-time ringer to make okay. it easy I'll just tell but you two can consult you yeah. have to think out loud shop okay i'm sorry and who did you pull for these um i will tell you each time that we go through this okay <laughs> it's usually a magazine so what i'm gonna have you do is ring in by saying your name mm -hmm. and then whoever says it first can get it if you get it you then can choose to play or pass and this First are the top 10 trending costume ideas on Pinterest. Shep. For 2022? 2022. Corn. Incorrect. Uh, oh, can you say Jonathan Davis or just corn? <laughs> Jess. I'm supposed to pick one? Yes. Table? What do, you, what do you think is a top trending Pinterest item? I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Okay. Incorrect. I didn't see this coming, folks. I have another one. Can, okay. Can I guess again? Yes. Queen Elizabeth. Incorrect. Vampire. It, it, it's it's Jess. Vampire. Incorrect. You guys stink at this. Elvis. Winner. Shop has a point. We'll are you back. are you googling no, Pinterest? An, no, there. Uh, are you googling there was Pinterest? An Elvis movie this year. <laughs> That should be a shirt. Are you Googling <laughs> Pinterest? All right, Jess, you and Tables can win. You can have a little conversation. If you can get the only answer above this, you can steal the point Ooh. for two. Tables, what do you think? Don't make it an official answer. Just talk to me. Mm. The only answer above it? Elvis. Only one above it. 
The only person above Elvis is Johnny Cash, right? <laughs> uh, what do you think? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just in life. Um, I have it, no idea. It's a costume idea. <laughs> Trending um, costume ideas on Pinterest. From Pinterest, the newsroom. I'm trying to think what happened this year. I know, me too. I got nothing. If it's not the queen and it's not Elvis. All right, a Shepherd. skeleton! <laughs> Stranger Things 1, Elvis oh, is the number two. Oh. Patrick Bateman 3, Top Gun 4, Anna oh, Delvey. Five. What year is this? No. Okay, now we're going to costumes.com, okay? Please ring in with your names. We're going with the top 10 kids Halloween costumes of 2022. Jess. Jess. Stranger Things. Elvis. And now you get one <laughs> no. in your head, Jess. Or sorry, Jess, you're wrong. Shop, you can go. Paw Patrols. Number one winner. Okay. Paw Patrol. Jess's kid watches it, not mine. Yeah, you gave him a All right, bad chef, set. You know you more. It's Sky, Marshall, and Chase. Only oh, you can go, read off the rest go, if you want. Read go. the top three okay. first. Justice League, Wizard of Oz, Dorothy, Darth Vader, Harley Quinn, Kid Jailbird, Inflatable T-Rex, Black Panther, Five Nights at Freddy's. That's still cool. Foxy and Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. <clears throat> and Queen Elizabeth. Now we are going to have you ring in again. Vampires. Jess and Tables, you really got to step your game up here. We're going with from costumes.com, the top 10 adult Halloween costumes of 2022. Jess. Jess. Tables, what do you think? Incorrect. <laughs> no. I'm going to go with Stranger Things Vecna. Uh, incorrect. No. I'm going to go with Sexy Cat. <laughs> I was going to say Incorrect. Sexy Incorrect. Jess, you have a gas and tables. Sexy rabbit. Incorrect. Sure. I thought everyone was going to go as corn because of the corn song. Corn? Incorrect. All right. And the closest one wins. You have one guess. I judge what's closest. Jess, go. These are adult costumes? Yes. Skeleton. Oh, Star Wars. Jeez, you guys. Are... Oh, Force Awakens? Is that a Star Wars? Mm -hmm. Ray. You got Force Awakens Ray. The number one was She has a skeleton inside her. Okay. Well, <laughs> I win. You guys can't win anymore. So um, that is the game. Wait. We could still play hard and lose with You dignity. haven't started playing yet, Jess. I've been here. Okay. 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 Ring in. Top 10 pet Halloween costumes for 2022. Jess. Jess. Tables. What do you got for a pet? <laughs> <laughs> What was it? Top 10 what costumes? Pet. 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 Dry skeleton. Uh, creepy black cat. No. Shep. Baby Yoda. No. Vampire. <laughs> no. Shep. If not dressing up your pets as Shep. Go. Skeleton. <laughs> Get out of here if that wins. Number one. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Superhero. Um, we'll give that to you. Number 10, Superman. Number what? one was a minion. No dog wants to be dressed up as that minion. Okay. We'll None finish of off on this one. We'll make this one worth three points, okay? What makes these top? It's just because. This comes from Twitter. Okay. Snow and White is number nine for a pet? <laughs> Duh. Um, from Twitter, the top Halloween emojis of 2022. Shep. Shep. Ghost. Number two. You mm. can win it here, Jess. Tables. Win the whole game. Come back of the century. Tables, may I? Yeah. Skull. No. Didn't make the top five. Number one, pumpkin emoji. Number two, ghost. Uh, Number three, crying face. Number four, crying, laughing, and number five, purple devil. Those and are not Shep Halloween. Is the winner. Tables. Yeah, I didn't help you out. Um, thank you. Um, we all know this is going to happen, and we'll see you next week. That's not Family Feud either. <laughs>